Hi everyone, this is Kim C, and you're listening to The Year of Underrated Stephen King. I just wanted to have a little mini episode where I talk about two things, um, one of them being some reading tips um, and the magnum fantasy opus of Stephen King, The Dark Tower. Um, So before I go down that rabbit hole, I wanted to throw out a couple reading tips and see if you guys agree, disagree, um, mostly just uh, wanted to share a little bit of some reading tips that I got in graduate school, what helped me get through graduate school, Um, but mostly uh, when you're reading these Stephen King novels, they kind of come to life a bit more. So the reading tip I have for you is to definitely have a physical copy of the text, Um, definitely have the book in front of you. Um, If you don't have the physical book, an e-reader will work as well. But what's important here is to actually have the words, to see the words in front of you. And then secondly, have the audiobook version uh, playing simultaneously. So this is something I've been doing for a few years, and it's really created a very rich and dynamic reading experience. I understand it's a little difficult to do because the majority of us have, mostly all of us, we're always busy and in this digital age we're always distracted. So uh, oftentimes sitting down to read a book is pretty impossible, especially when you are uh, looking at your phone every five seconds or looking at your tablet or have your TV in the background. Um, It's a little difficult these days to just sit uh, with a book and concentrate. Sometimes it's not if you're in that zone, but oftentimes it takes me a little while to get there. So what really helps me to do that is to have the audiobook playing in the background. I recommend having the text in front of you and reading along because I think with your brain, this is a really active reading session. Your brain is reading and seeing the language and then your ears are hearing it. So I think you're really sort of awakening the mind a little bit. The other great thing about not just, I'm such a huge fan of audiobooks, don't get me wrong, but I'm one thing I've noticed in Stephen King novels, there's a lot of nuance in the text. Nuance is my favorite word in the English language. I love using it. And the nuance in his work is a lot of italics, a lot of inner thoughts of the character. And when they're read in the audiobook version, you miss that. Um, I just read (laughs) the ginormous Under the Dome with 3,000 million characters. And I noticed there was once or twice where I put my book down and I had the audiobook playing and I went to pee really quick and you know, could hear my book in the background, and I I went back and rewound it and realized that I had missed two to three characters entering the scene, uh, as well as I had missed some moments of italics where the character didn't actually say that, they thought that, and that's a huge thing, that's a huge difference. Um, In addition to having both the text and the audiobook playing to really activate your mind and create a very dynamic reading session, Stephen King, being the most 
popular girl at the ball um, gets the best of the best when it comes to readers. He gets some really talented actors and actresses who read his novels and really bring these characters to life. Uh, For Under the Dome, uh, Raul Esparza read the 34-hour long novel, Bless Him, and gave different voices and nuance, uh, dialogue patterns and speech patterns and accents to 70-ish characters. He got a lot of heat for (laughs) sounding too similar, but it's, I just want to smack those people because it's like, you try it. You try giving a different voice to like 800,000 people on the page and remembering each vocal nuance and weirdness with each you know, character, so I really wanted to smack them a little bit because he was fantastic. And when you have the text in front of you, seeing those um, vocal speech patterns and those dialogue patterns um, bring the text to life so much more. So going forward, I wanted to suggest this. If you guys are listening to the podcast and you get a little spark of, yeah, I'm going to read it, I highly recommend having the audio book uh, as a companion to the novel. It's going to really bring the text to life. It's going to give it a little bit of zest and sparkle, and it'll also help you push through. Um, Sometimes if you uh, are in a little bit of a rut in the book and you're like, this is boring, this is boring, this is boring, you can kind of push yourself and say, all right, let me just do one more hour because I only have eight hours to go. Um, All of this is really helpful in this digital age with our digital minds that are all about instant gratification and not enough time and patience. So it was something that helped me immensely in grad school. I highly recommend it for all of you to give it a try. And you could let me know because this podcast now has its very own email address like a big kid. So I'm really anxious to hear from you guys. Please give me a message on what you think or uh, books that you would like on our underrated list to read, as well as if you do give it a try, having the audiobook playing in the background, as well as having the physical text in front of you. Um, If you like it, if you think it's too distracting, I'm just looking forward to hearing from you guys. So please send me a message at underrated sk at gmail.com. In addition to that, I would like to ask all of you Stephen King fans uh, about The Dark Tower. Um, So The Dark Tower is Stephen King's magnum opus. It is his fantasy masterpiece. I believe it is seven novels long, and it's really it's a creature of its own. It has its own devoted fan base, uh, are you guys called Towerheads? Uh, please forgive me if I got that wrong, but I think it's Towerheads. So, I have heard so many hot and cold things about the journey into the Dark Tower, so I wanted to ask all of you guys uh, what you think of the series and if you feel uh, it is something I should dive into, mostly because I am considering all avenues of Stephen King at this time and the Dark Tower is something that it's such a crucial giant important part of the Stephen King universe which apparently opens up a huge huge giant time loop of how these novels are all interconnected somehow I've I've read on that but I've just had a lot of friends give me a lot of hot and cold saying 
I couldn't finish the first book. I or I got four books in and I just gave up. And then I have other friends who say it's the greatest thing I've ever read in my life, and it's just the best fantasy series ever. Um, so I am asking for your help, very much like a new kid jumping into the deep end without floaties. Um, I feel I need some floaties for the fantasy genre because I'm not really a fantasy reader. Um, other than the classics like Lord of the Rings and maybe a little bit of Game of Thrones here and there, I am very, very novice to the genre. Um, I'm all about world building, I'm all about all that good stuff, and the hero's journey, I'm on board for that. But I've heard that the Dark Tower is a real commitment. Um, is one does one really have to go into it like with passion all the way? Uh, is this a thing? So I'm basically asking for someone who is very new to the fantasy genre. Uh, tell me your thoughts on the going of dipping my toe into the water of Dark Tower and Roland and his journey. So I had a little bit of a taste of Roland. I am I'm currently reading. Uh, the short story collection Everything's Eventual. I'm going to have that completed with my notes here pretty soon, but there's a short story in Everything's Eventual called The Little Sisters of Aluria, I think, and it was very cool, very weird, of course. Um, I'm very curious about it, but at the same time, there was points in the story where I'm like, okay, um, the narrative pacing is lagging a little here, or maybe it's just the fact that I don't know anything about Roland and Midworld, I believe it's called, and just, I'm so unprepared. I feel like I, I'm just really um, not prepared for <laughs> the onslaught of, of all the good things, um, very much like, you know, tasting a new food for the, for the first time. I am just wondering about collective thoughts. If you're a passionate Dark Tower person, sell it to me, guys. I guess that's my sort of goal for this this mini episode is can somebody sell me the Dark Tower? Because I've had so many hot and cold messages and for someone who is really in love with all of the other Stephen King novels that um, for this podcast, especially the less um, popular ones, Dark Tower. Uh, is it, would you, I don't know if I would consider it underrated. Would you guys? I feel like this is something pretty celebrated. There was a film adaptation about a few years ago with Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba. It looked so good, but apparently not so good. Uh, apparently it made a lot of people really mad, so I'm not even going to bother with it or any film adaptation, but uh, I really want to have it sold to me of when I should start it, what I should prepare myself for as someone who's newer to the fantasy genre. What should I expect having read Stephen King without, you know, I, I'm interested to see his unique take on this. So overall, I'm just sort of wondering about 
the Dark Tower, and I really want to ask all of you guys about it in terms of how do I prepare myself for this? Uh, do you recommend it just being like all seven? You just gotta one after the other, keep with the rhythm. Um, what should I prepare myself for? Which novel? I know that uh, Stephen King's uh, car accident in which he was hit by a car uh, happened in late 1999, I believe, and I think some of the post-car accident work many fans agree are uh, no bueno. It is no good in terms of just... Uh, we've got a couple duds in terms of just concept and follow through and um, I believe some of the Dark Tower novels were in that bracket of healing Stephen King to which he was putting out some perceived contrived material where he just felt he was going to die and the material might have seemed forced as were the ideas um, such and such. Uh, I believe some of those novels, I haven't read them myself, but from other fans I've read it's like Cell from a Buick 8, Dreamcatcher and then I'm not entirely sure which ones of the Dark Tower series are lumped in that one but I'm just looking to hear from some Dark Tower fans um, or and some people who may be uh, DNF, did not finish, um, and if it's if it's worth diving into, um, my my gal pal Liz, I asked her about it, and she was one who mentioned she could not do it, like she just couldn't, and she's read everything Stephen King's ever wrote, so. Just a little curious as we make our way uh, through a very long uh, list of novels in this podcast. Uh, maybe Dark Tower might be one of them. Maybe we might dive in and um, and report live from somebody who's really, really new to the fantasy genre. I'm very curious myself as to what I will get out of it and uh, what I can expect and maybe what I need to prepare myself for. So that's about all I have. I just wanted to extend um, my hellos and ask for a little bit of help with the Dark Tower and see if I could spread some reading tips and assist all of you. At present, I'm getting my notes prepared for Lisey's story, which is going to be a fun discussion, I think. It is the weirdest book, um, but yet lovely. We've got We've got some psycho, romantic, otherworldly good stuff in there. Um, So I'm preparing my notes for that, and I hope to have that episode for you soon. Um, Until then, please reach out. I would love to hear from you at underratedsk at gmail.com. And thanks so much, and everyone take care.